48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Police vote to trace the person behind a fake Leave Home Safe app. Meanwhile, there are claims that the app will soon be mandatory in restaurants and that Yahoo becomes the latest tech company to pull out of the mainland market. Police say they're trying to find those behind a fake Leave Home Safe COVID app. They're also warning that anyone urging people to use it could find themselves in trouble. Natalie Ching reports. Police say they have already taken action to remove a website offering the fake app called Back Home Safe. Senior Inspector Wong Cheng Chen says the force is now looking for whoever created it. For the developer of the fake application, is also one of the direction of our further investigation. Senior Inspector Wong warned people not to urge others to use the fake app, adding that it has a different background color and font size to the real one. It's now mandatory for people to use Leave Home Safe to enter government buildings, including libraries, wet markets and public hospitals. Five people have already been arrested on suspicion of trying to avoid using the app. Roundtable legislator Michael Tien says he's learned that authorities plan to make it compulsory for people to use the government's Leave Home Safe COVID app when going to any kind of restaurant. He says it's part of a push to persuade the mainland to scrap quarantine for Hong Kong visitors. Timmy Sung reports. While some restaurants already have the app brew, others allow diners to provide their personal details in paper form, and some have no entry requirements at all. Depending on a venue's hours of operation, how many people sit at the same table, and the vaccination status of staff and customers. But Michael Tian, a local deputy to the National People's Congress, says mandatory use of the Leave Home Safe app could come into effect at all restaurants as soon as the middle of this month. He says mainland officials hope the app can be something they can rely on to trace any COVID-infected Hong Kongers who travel across the border. The mainland side wants to see the Leave Home Safe as a key apparatus to trace people from Hong Kong who eventually tested positive to trace back where they've been the last 14 days. Mr Tan says he expects that by the end of the year, there will be a limited quota each day to allow people to travel to the mainland without a need for quarantine. The Food and Health Bureau says the government reviews anti-COVID measures regularly, and it will announce any new arrangements, including the use of the Form Safe app in due course. This week, use of the app became mandatory at government buildings, including wet markets, libraries and public hospitals. The U.S. internet service giant Yahoo has announced that it will pull out of mainland China. The company cited an increasingly challenging business and legal environment in the country. Hours earlier, Epic Games said its Fortnite game would no longer be available in China, as Todd Harding reports. Fortnite's Chinese test version was released in 2018, but the company never received official approval for a formal launch. It said in a statement that its beta test had reached an end and it planned to turn off the game servers on November the 15th at 11am. The game is one of the most popular in the world, boasting more than 350 million users. The central government said in September that it wanted to curb the time children can spend playing online and ordered players to use ID cards when registering. The Consumer Council has suspended the Consumer Rights Reporting Awards, which it's organised with the Hong Kong Journalists Association and Press Photographers Association for two decades. The Council says the awards content and format need to change with the times and the event will return after a review. The HKJA chairman, Ronson Chan, says he's disappointed that the Council didn't discuss the matter with the association earlier. 
it is no need to suspend the price for the review. And I don't have any information about the review and the suspension before. Even I attend the prize awarding ceremony, I never get any information about that. It was the first time I heard it, and then the, the price is suspended. So I think that it is rational to conclude that it may have some problem between the cooperation with us with the council. And the weather, cloudy periods overnight, mainly fine during the day tomorrow. Temperatures ranging between 24 and 28 degrees. Moderate easterly winds fresh offshore at first. The outlook rather warm with the odd rain patch in the next couple of days. Wind strengthening from the north on Sunday with temperatures falling appreciably, becoming cool early next week. Temperature now 25 degrees, humidity 80%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to 5 minutes past 11. Prosecutors have told the district court that former student activist Tony Chung may plead guilty to secession and money laundering charges. Jimmy Choi reports. Tony Chung, the former convener of the now disbanded pro-independence group Student Localism, is accused of secession, conspiracy to publish seditious material and two counts of money laundering. Just before his trial was about to begin, the prosecution told the court that it had reached a plea bargain with the defence, and the 20-year-old could admit to secession and one of money laundering charges. But Mr Chung's lawyer, Edwin Choi, said he needed more time to advise and take instructions from his client, as he only just received the prosecution's amended documents. Judge Stanley Chan then decided to adjourn the hearing for a day, ordering that Mr Chung be remanded in custody. The Hong Kong Federation of Youth Groups says a survey it carried out suggests nearly half of secondary school pupils feel stressed out and around the same proportion report having symptoms of depression. The Federation's Deputy Executive Director, Su Su Man, explained why the pupils' stress levels were so high this year. Some tell us that they did not have enough rest time because they already stay at the school till 4pm or even 5pm. So when they go back home, it's already evening. Although this kind of situation is quite similar to that before the pandemic, but because they have spent already nearly two years having, no matter is totally online class or hybrid mode, they have adjusted to that kind of study mode. So when they resume back to old normal, that they spend the whole day in school, they need to adjust. An inquest into the death of a man two days after he received a Sinovac coronavirus jab has heard that he suffered from chronic illnesses but had not been classified as unsuitable for vaccination. Jimmy Choi reports. Timbo Lee, who was 63, got the vaccine at a community centre at Kunchung Sports Centre on February the 26th, the day the city's vaccination campaign started. Experiencing shortness of breath two days later, he sought treatment at Queen Elizabeth Hospital and died the same day. On the first day of a nine-day inquest, his brother told the coroner's court that Mr Lee was a smoker who rarely exercised. Mr Lee lived alone, a friend told the court, adding that Mr Lee had told him he suffered from high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high blood sugar levels and clogged heart arteries. The friend said Mr Lee was a bit fat and he was also waiting to have a coronary angioplasty procedure. He said Mr. Lee had experienced chest discomfort about a week before he received a jab, but his condition improved after he went to a doctor and took some medication. The inquest is continuing. 
The foreign ministry in Beijing has accused the US Navy of a lack of transparency and responsibility over a submarine accident in the South China Sea last month. US Navy sources told news agencies that the service had determined the nuclear-powered USS Connecticut struck an underwater mountain. It returned to Guam for repairs. At a briefing in Beijing, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin said the US should provide full details of the incident, including exactly where the submarine was. We once again urge the US to give a detailed account of the accident and fully respond to the concerns and doubts of regional countries. The key is to stop sending warships and aircraft around to make provocations, show off force and stop acts that undermine the sovereignty and security of other countries. Otherwise, such incidents would only increase instead of the opposite. President Xi Jinping has told the UN Climate Summit in Glasgow that world leaders need to build on the existing consensus, increase mutual trust, step up cooperation and work together to deliver a successful outcome. He also called for concrete action, saying visions only come true when we act on them. Mike Weeks reports. In a statement to the COP26 conference, President Xi said when it comes to challenges such as climate change, multilateralism is the right prescription. He talked of a growing urgency for global action, saying how to respond to climate change and revive the world economy are challenges that must be met. But Mr C also warned the leaders gathered in Scotland that they need to honour their commitments, set realistic targets and visions and do their best to deliver their climate action measures according to their own conditions. He said developed countries should not only do more themselves but should also provide support to help developing nations do better. Mr C offered no new pledges on tackling global warming, pointing instead to the two recent directives China had released, which would see its carbon emissions peak in 2030 and reach carbon neutrality before 2060. Meanwhile, the BBC has reported that the organisers of the summit wouldn't allow Mr Xi to address it by video link as he had expected to. To encourage world leaders to attend in person, Britain, which is hosting the meeting, did not provide video facilities. Leaders at the COP26 Climate Summit have agreed their first major deal today, with more than 100 countries pledging to end and reverse deforestation by 2030. Brazil, where vast tracts of the Amazon rainforest have been felled, will be among the signatories. Experts welcomed the move, but warned the previous deal in 2014 had failed to slow deforestation at all and said commitments need to be delivered on. A local Greenpeace campaigner on climate, Tom Ng, says it's at least a positive start to the summit. Mike Weeks asked him if the 19 billion US dollars promised to combat forest loss is too little too late. Yeah, we do think that it is a little too late and also the money wise. Uh, so back in about 10 years ago, like the richer country actually promised that to pay about like 100 billion dollars to the poorer country to help them develop renewable energy and to end using the fossil fuel and so on. So we think that there should be more money to help different countries to combat the climate crisis. Is there any way for the world, do you think, to hit its target of limiting global warming to below two degrees, as was agreed to in the Paris Climate Summit a few years ago, without major reforestation? So according to the IPCC report came out like two, two, three months ago, it said that ending the deforestation is a very important part of combating the climate crisis. So it is a very important and critical step. 
And besides that, we also need to end fossil fuel and using fossil fuel. Like now, the whole world is over relying on fossil fuel, which is one of the major source of our greenhouse gases. So besides like stop the deforestation and also reverse the deforestation, we also need to end fossil fuel and rely on renewable energy. The electric vehicle maker Tesla says it has not yet signed a deal with the car rental company Hertz that pushed its market value above one trillion US dollars last week. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Josephs. It was a deal that took Tesla into an exclusive club, becoming just the fifth company to reach a trillion dollar valuation. The share price surge that took it there was based on an order that its boss now says hasn't been signed. Car rental giant Hertz said it was buying 100,000 vehicles in a $4 billion deal. But Tesla is already struggling to meet demand for its emissions-free electric cars. So there were always questions about how it would deliver so many new cars. Tesla's share price has fallen since Elon Musk's tweet, but it's also having to fix a software problem on nearly 12,000 cars in the United States. Now to sport and in football, the English Premier League side Tottenham have announced the appointment of former Chelsea Inter Milan and Juventus boss Antonio Conte as their new manager. The London club moved quickly to secure a replacement for Nuno Espirito Santo, who was sacked yesterday after four months in charge. Conte has a proven track record, winning league titles in England and Italy, as well as leading Italy to the quarterfinals of Euro 2016. Wolves handed Everton a third straight Premier League defeat overnight. First half goals from Max Kilman and Raul Jimenez gave Wolves a 2-1 win at Molyneux. They're up to seventh in the table, having picked up 13 points from their past five games. Wolves boss Bruno Lago was happy with the way his side controlled the match. Three points and uh, especially what we did in the first half. The way we play, the, the chances we create, the, good, the goals we score. We, we managed the, the game uh, like we want. And when you have the ball... We don't need to defending so much. That's three defeats in a row now for Everton. Boss Rafa Benitez blamed injuries. We have to remember where where we started and when you change things and then you miss uh, some players or too many things that uh, we are trying to improve. We did it at the beginning, but then uh, with these players out, then we are pushing players that maybe still they are not at the level. So nothing like Delft today coming back from injury. More than 50 Olympic and Paralympic athletes from 40 countries have made a public appeal to world leaders at the COP26 summit to create a healthy and safe planet. Supported by the IOC, it was the idea of British rower Melissa Wilson and the gold medal winning sailor Hannah Mills. Nowhere kind of had struck me as, as much as Rio had in terms of how bad the plastic pollution problem was and there's a number of reasons why it was, it was so stark and, and so apparent in Rio. Um, and it just, it got to me. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Please vow to trace the person behind a fake Leave Home Safe app. Meanwhile, there are claims that the app will soon be mandatory in restaurants. And Yahoo becomes the latest tech company to pull out of the mainland market. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Diamonds are forever They are all I need to please me They can stimulate and tease me They won't leave in the night I've no fear that they might desert me I 
never fails to impress with that voice. Shirley Bassey, of course, and Diamonds Are Forever. Into our second hour this Tuesday evening. Peter King with you through to 1 a.m. Don't forget our sentimental journey departs at five past midnight. You know I can't smile without you. I can't smile without you. I can't laugh and I can't sing. I'm finding it hard to do anything. You see, I feel sad when you're sad. I feel glad when you're glad. You only do what I'm going through. I just can't smile without you. You came along just like a Okay. Hey. 